Emerging Enterprise Awards 2021 on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by OCBC and the Business Times. Well, this is Money FM 89.3 and I'm Bernard Lim. Well, the COVID-19 pandemic has uh, pushed businesses to pivot and diversify. And this year's Emerging Enterprise Awards 2021 is once again being held during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we look to recognise small and medium-sized enterprises that demonstrate innovation, resilience and sustainability, despite going through tough circumstances. In its 14th year, the awards, jointly organised by the Business Times and OCBC, are held annually to celebrate and recognize emerging businesses with an enterprising mindset. And today we speak to Karthik Rajan, CEO of Live Fresh Farms. Well, in 2014, you kind of gave up a corporate life with a new assignment landed on your desk. Can you tell us more about that catalytic moment of your journey with Live Fresh? Sure. Hi, Bernard. So 2018 was a year when I was really in the thick of my corporate job. I was in management consulting, which required a lot of traveling and so on. So one of the very interesting engagements that came my way around then was for a US-based traditional farm. And they wanted to know what their Kodak moment was going to be, right? <laughs> what's going to disrupt their industry. And I started getting sort of aware of all the new technology that's coming in, whether it's vertical farming, hydroponics, all the other sensor tech, IoT, etc. that's coming into farming. To me, it was almost as though it's a sector that's moving straight out of the Middle Ages into the Digital Age. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I started getting curious about it. As I went deeper, I realized that it's a larger problem that the world is facing in terms of resources and all that. And farming is likely to undergo a huge transformation. That's what sort of ignited the spark. (laughs) So the seeds were finally sown for Live Fresh. How has that journey been so far? It's not been an easy one, obviously. You know, in the last three years, I'm sure no small or large business has had it very easy. So I think the ecosystem was very, very nascent when we started this off in Singapore. And even globally, I think people are still discovering new ways of improving and new technologies to come in. So I think the challenges were manifold. So right from understanding what's the best way to grow better, grow cleaner, grow closer, you know, whatever it is, you know, ensuring that we understand what regulations are, what the market is, because even the market was discovering at a macro level, of course, consumers now care a lot more about what they eat. But whether that's hydroponic, that's organic, what form does it take? etc. was all very emerging. I think these were some of the larger sort of macro challenges to Mm -hmm. overcome. But I think in Singapore, we found a great ecosystem to be able to overcome some of these challenges. So food security became sort of a big wave. A big issue, big concern. Big concern, exactly. So that's something that sort of gave this entire movement around local farming, clean farming, etc. a big fillip. And that's sort of what helped us tide along some of these challenges. And I mean, we're still facing, I mean, let me be honest, we're still facing a whole multitude of challenges Mm -hmm. but I think and the ecosystem is also shaping up various stakeholders are stepping up but it's still a very really a very sunrise industry so long (laughs) way to go (laughs) So I note that your launch was just about a year or more before the pandemic hit So what impact has that had on your business? That's a very interesting story Now we are a large scale farm so we have five acres of land near Kranji and really our goal was to achieve economies of scale to make this whole initiative sort of more meaningful We started our construction like a month before COVID really hit Singapore. So we broke ground and within two weeks, we had to demobilize the entire construction team. Our team was so demotivated. So Mm -hmm. I still remember this was April. We had no idea how long the pandemic is going to last, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. You're referring to Circuit Breaker. I'm referring to Circuit Breaker. This is 2020 February. Right, right. 
and I remember we were all so depressed and everybody, you know, faces were long and, you know, all of that. And we said, look, what do we do? Where do we go from here? Because there's no certainty. Mm. And at that time, we had a small proof of concept farm or an R&D farm where we're trying out different seeds and, you know, sort of plants and so on. And we said, we have all this produce. There's news that shelves are going to be empty. Mm. Let's do something about this. So we literally on a Friday, we decided, let's take this to market. We weren't ready. Mm. So, but we said, let's take this to market and see what the market says. Mm -hmm. And I remember Wednesday, we booked some orders over WhatsApp. I put everything in my car, went and delivered like 50 locations all across Singapore. And that's how our direct-to-consumer sort of channel started. So it was completely unplanned, but it gave a lot of meaning to everybody. Right. You know, so it was, everybody felt happy that we're doing something. Right. You know? And that channel now has become, I guess, so well ingrained within LiveFresh and seeing consumers being delighted right. and appreciating our produce. Right. our work I think that's really that saw us through the pandemic in a way <laughs> well there's also been support for your sector as well for example there's uh, the Singapore's 30 by 30 gold how is it helping to kind of drive growth for your business I think the sector being so nascent and new sort of technologies emerging is kind of necessitates some trial and error. The other part is because we're farming in urban environments, it's not always easy to find manpower and productivity becomes very, very important. And hence, a lot of automation is required. So most of the support that is being given to this industry and to us as well has been in the form of increasing productivity, automating as much as we can. And I think that's very, very critical, not just because it's much more expensive to grow in Singapore, but also it will become impossible to grow in Singapore if mm. we don't get all these components right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the support is coming in. There are other areas in terms of market making, etc., etc., which I think has to be largely private sector driven. But, you know, encouragement, awareness creation, etc., is, is stuff that can still be done. Well, we're speaking to Kartik Brajan, who is the CEO of Live Fresh Farms. So tell us more about the, the produce that you grow here in Singapore and the kind of technology that you guys use. Yeah, so we use something called as hydroponics at the base level to grow leafy greens. So leafy greens could be salad leaves like lettuce, could be Asian greens like Tsio Pai Tsai and Naipai and so on, as well as the baby leaf like rocket, mm. baby kale, mm -hmm. etc. So purely focused on leafy greens, lightweight crops. In terms of how we grow them is there are two ways to increase productivity because that's really the key in urban farming. One is to grow to the, take the third dimension, go vertical. And that's a high productive way. But it's also a little bit restrictive in terms of how much you can automate as well as how expensive it can become. Because once you grow multiple levels, then you need artificial lights and that's mm. energy cost mm -hmm. and so on. What we wanted to do was to kind of increase productivity without going vertical. And the way we do that is very cleverly, if I may say so, <laughs> is by playing around with the density of the plant. So right. when the plants are smaller, they don't need all that much space. So they can be packed very close together. But as they grow, they kind of expand to get greater space. Mm -hmm. So our farm is literally a conveyor belt where at one end there are plants packed at very high density. And mm. as they grow, they move from one end to the other end and sort of space out. By the time they get to the end of the harvest, or, you know, end of the majority cycle at harvest, mm. let's say in the case of lettuce in 21 days, mm. they're about 20 centimeters apart. But right. when they start, they're all close together. So this entire process, is it manual or is it auto? How does it? It's fully automated. So I it's see. a conveyor belt. All we need to do is put the plants in at one end, uh, which also can be ro robotized. Mm -hmm. And then it moves to the other end and then you just harvest at the other end. Mm. So in a way, the plants come to you to get harvest when they're ready. You don't go from <laughs> aisle to aisle to harvest them. Clever. Any plans to kind of expand your produce offerings? 
Definitely. I think we're continuously working on what new crops that we can grow and not necessarily edibles. You know, sometime in the future, we also want to be growing plants that can be used for other uses. So it could be for as a protein extract. It could be used for health supplements. Mm. It can be used for the whole cosmetics or natural sort of uh, products, natural products for beauty. So these are all the things that we want to be doing. There's a lot of R&D that goes behind this and these are slightly longer gestation. So that's really the end goal. But even within the edibles, which is what we're focusing on, now, at any given point in time, we are trialing maybe six to eight new varieties mm-hmm. to see what the market would like. Right. Any expansion plans overseas? Oh, definitely. I mean, Singapore is a beachhead, but there are many countries who face the same problems as Singapore. In fact, we don't even look at our markets as countries. We look at cities as our markets. So mm-hmm. even a city in a fairly agrarian sort of a country still faces the same problems. They're dependent on long supply chains to get their food to mm-hmm. them. They're dependent on not being able to utilize resources properly. So it is actually replicable in every city. And we do have plans. Uh, We're looking at the Middle East after this. We're looking at Southeast Asia. United States is another place where this has really picked up very fast. And in fact, Mm. we think if we don't make our move in the next two years, we've missed our window. Exactly. (laughs) Well, congratulations on being uh, nominated for this year's OCBC Emerging Enterprise Awards uh, 2021. Uh, The process, I know it's, it's a long process. What have you learned during the nomination process and what's next? Yeah, I think the first thing I learned is there are so many great companies in Singapore. Everybody says that. (laughs) No, absolutely. That's true. Mm -hmm. So there are so many innovative ideas. There are so many entrepreneurs who've identified either pain points or pleasure points that they want to influence. And so that was great to see. It was very energizing to see all these ideas come up. So I think that was the first point that really struck me. Mm -hmm. The second part was, I think the kind of support that young organizations get in Singapore is actually quite encouraging as well. Mm. So whether it is awards of this kind, or it's other forums that we get to sort of speak our minds Mm. in, share our thoughts in. Mm. I think these are all forums that are very, very useful. Mm. And, you know, in a way, you're quite happy to have come even as far as as we have, Mm -hmm. right? So I believe that there were about 300 odd companies that applied. Mm -hmm. So it's a great feeling as well, of course. Mm -hmm. So what if eventually in December you are announced as a winner? What does it mean? What What would that mean to you? More than anything else, I think it will be a validation of having done the right things so far. But it's probably half a step in our journey, you Mm. know, so... I think the road is pretty long, many minefields ahead, (laughs) you know, miles to go. Mm -hmm. So I I would use this as a nice encouragement to be able to, you know, navigate the whole complex sort of growth story ahead of us. So I would say, I mean, even though this is called an Emerging Enterprise Award, I think we're probably just about, you know, peeking out now. We're not even <laughs> emerging yet. So it's still a long way to go. Okay. Well, Karthik, appreciate you spending time with us here today. Karthik Rajan, CEO of LiveFresh Farms, one of the nominees for the Emerging Enterprise Awards 2021. Well, I'm Bernard Lim and this is Money FM 89.3. Emerging Enterprise Awards 2021 on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by OCBC and the Business Times, recognizing business innovation, resilience, and sustainability.